Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I have the um, opportunity to chat with a business and life coach. He's got a, um, a story to tell, and but there's a lot of valuable lessons in her story as well. So Jasmine Wolf is a business and life coach um, who has, uh, has suffered tragedy, but from that has, has got a lot of, uh, of transferable lessons. And we talk about these around trust, empowerment, positivity, resilience, just to, name, just to name a few. Hope you enjoy. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the great pleasure of chatting with Jasmine Wolf, business and life coach. How are you, Jasmine? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks very much for letting me come on your new podcast show. No problem. No, no, thank, th- thanks for being here. What I was going to say is, for those people that don't know who you are, um, who are you and how have you got to sit in that seat today? What's your, tell us your journey. Uh, well, if I kind of, I won't tell you my whole life journey because that would be too long. If I, yep. <laughs> if I tell you about the last kind of like 10 years. So for the last um, 10, to, about the last 10 years, um, I had um, the opportunity to run a number of businesses. Um, and then uh, about 10 years ago, I was very happily married and um, very sadly, uh, my husband passed away very um, very suddenly. So so what happened um, is he had quite a large transport business, um, which um, we had staff. So unfortunately, I had to carry on running the business in his absence. So um, this became a um, opportunity for me to really kind of look after people in our in our immediate kind of business community, um, and actually continue the business running. And um, what I'm very proud of today is to actually to have run that business successfully for um, for the company, for the members of staff, and to actually um, keep it running. And we've we managed to keep it running successfully um, for two years. So, yeah. Oh, wow. So it was a business I knew nothing about. I had to learn very, very fast um, and, and put immediate yeah. trust in, in, in the staff. I already knew them because obviously I was married to my husband. So, we, so I kind of knew a lot about the business, but I'd never actually run the business. So anything I didn't know, I had to kind of seek answers or kind of research and actually make it happen. But we worked together really tightly um, as a small community and as a small team and actually continued to serve the community. Um, But during that time, Lee, um, I remember thinking there's got to be lots of people up and down the country who are in this situation where they're left running businesses when spouses and things are not around. so I thought one day I'm actually going to continue to help people in business um, and actually inspire them and motivate them and actually give them that kind of hope that they can overcome any kind of challenge in the face of adversity. Um, and having gone through that process myself, it gave me huge amount of kind of hope and confidence to actually sit here today um, 
I love business. I love people. I'm really passionate about self-care. So I feel quite blessed to be alive and actually sat here kind of coaching and supporting people. Um, and I've got a background in, in teaching and psychology. So I just, I'm just a natural kind of nurturer of people, basically. Yeah. Okay. No, thank, thank you for that. And for, firstly, sorry, sorry for your loss. But, and uh, I can imagine it was a, a terrible, terrible time and that, at that point in time. But then for you to pick yourself up and from, from that and then carry on the business... Is a is a huge task. Is it? How how did you do that? <laughs> when I think back to it, because it feels like a dream now, because it's like ten years ago. I think what I did is, um, if I didn't know something, okay, because in business, you know, you can never know everything in business, and especially in those kind of circumstances. So what I would do is actually I would seek out the right people that I could trust research things and actually we already had a team that were actually formulated there so i actually empowered them supported them engaged them and kind of energized that actually we're all in this together okay and we're going to row together as a team to actually get through the other side um but there were all other kind of complexities as well because i obviously i didn't want to i didn't actually want to be there running the business but I had a sense of responsibility. Um, it was a limited company. And also the people um, who were working there, they had mortgages, families, kids, etc. So I felt it was my kind of duty and care and responsibility to actually continue running and looking after those people and in the memory of my late husband as well. Yeah, com- completely. I think there's a few things that that, that strike me there when, you, when you're talking about your, your sense of purpose about about you needing to, to carry the yeah. carry this on and deliver it so you, you had that that strength of that, that that vision and that purpose to, to do that so that was really strong for you but then what I find so I, I work with a number of businesses and what I find is around trust is something that's quite difficult because people get to a particular position and and they don't they, they believe that they're in that position because of the hard work that they've put in and then they get a leadership position and it's really difficult to extend that trust to others. But you've used the word trust really early in in this conversation a, a number of times, and you've said what you did. You found people with trust. You 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 empowered them, and you you, you trusted them to to do what they needed to do. Was that an easy thing for you to do? Um, I think it's a it's a very good question in hindsight, and there's several answers to that question. Lee, I think it was it was a case of having to trust people. Um, initially, um, because, you know, we were all in something together and I'm, I'm very much of the, of the nature, actually you, there's no reason why when I, you know, I've just, you know, here we are today, (laughs) you're interviewing me. I'm very comfortable having this interview with you. So, you know, and there's, there's, there's a kind of a, a natural kind of like calm and trust and everything kind of right here and right now. So actually I think, I think it's important for trust in a very tight knit team. If you don't have that, then actually that's when all your kind of problems and things happen. Um, There were, um, occasions where it was quite difficult because there was a lot of things I didn't know so if I didn't know something I would actually say actually I'll get back to you on that or I need to think about that or I need to consult with someone about that um so yeah and there was a lot of kind of like working on intuition as well 
So, yeah. Yeah. Did the team trust you? That's a very good question too. Um, yes, they did. I, I think if I'm if I'm brutally honest, um, they were. They, I would go into work. I'd usually work go into work at like eight in the morning till about one o'clock in the afternoon because obviously I had so much to sort out because I had a, the business to sort out, and then there were other things to do with my with my late husband's estate that we had to kind of sort out as well. And I was grieving yeah. like very very badly because it was such a shock Completely. because of the circumstances. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't want to really be there for obvious reasons because he passed away in the business. But I think um, I was, so what was happening is I wanted to sell the business and the staff knew that I was selling the business. Um, But what happened is uh, we had like three potential people wanting to buy the business and then they got messed around. So I think the staff at times became quite frustrated in that environment. So it's a bit like, you know, um, you know, business having their annual review and actually are they profitable? Are they making their way? You know, am I going to keep my job? So it's, it's the, it was that kind of kind of scenario. They wanted to keep their job. So there are times when yeah. I think it was a bit, it was a bit wavering, but, but on the whole, yes. Wow. Okay. And, and then, so if we just fast forward your journey a little bit and now you help people. Yes. Um, you, you, you help people, uh, young entrepreneurs and you, you help business people and you put on, uh, in the life and also in business. Yes. How did you, how did you take your, your lessons, um, and then convert them into, into being able to help other people? What I did, um, is, uh, of course, about 20 years ago, um, I started getting interested in psychology and teaching because I was working in that kind of background. So once I um, sold the business uh, back in 2012, yeah, September 2012, um, I I took a a little bit of time out, went traveling, did all sorts of things that I wanted to do. And then I actually returned to some study. So I studied um, counseling, psychotherapy, psychology, for a number of years and then um i think as i said to you on the phone lee that i'm very much a solution focused person so i took i, I took yeah. that i then took that further training uh did my coaching accreditation and actually um got to a point of thinking do you know what i'm gonna stop fluffing around and i'm actually just gonna start my own coaching business so I kind of started to think about who my actual clients were, what my skill base was, what my knowledge was, etc. cetera. Um, and because I'd worked in education for eight, for, yeah, about eight years with young people, I thought young people, there are lots of very, very talented young people who actually want to um, start their own business but don't know how to, or maybe they've got the, you know, the, the, the knowledge in terms of the subject but not the, the business, the actual business skills. So, so that was that was one part of my market, and then the other part was yeah. adults in transition and adults in change. Um, I've worked with quite a lot of people who um, have basically been in one career and actually come out of that career. I've, I've worked with a lawyer who had been doing the same job for 20 years, wanted to start a health business, you know. Um, so I've, I've worked with all sorts of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you find it's your story that, that helps you with, with what you do or your, your, um, your education and your learnings and teachings that, that help you? Or is it both? And the, and the reason why I asked the question is I had a conversation um, a few weeks ago with a chap called Daniel Priestley, who's, who, he's, um, he's an author and he believes that everybody stood yeah. on a mountain of value. 
And when you stood on a mountain of value, it's it dead really easy to look at everybody else stood on their mountains and yeah. see what they provide. But it's really difficult to look down and understand what value you can provide to somebody. So what is it that how I guess yeah, so that's my that is my question then. How did you is it your your story and, and your, your your tragedy that you've gone through and the lessons that you've learned or your 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 teaching and in your education that's that that people resonate with. I think I think I actually think it's both of them, yeah. Lee. I think um, because of the tragedy and everything that happened, I learned so much in those two two years. Not just about business, but also about uh, resilience. And resilience is a big thing that I'm really passionate about. And it's amazing how, as human beings, that we're, we're really resilient. So. Um, yeah, I think it's my story that's very powerful. I actually, to be to be honest with you now, I kind of, I don't tell my story as much as I used yeah. to. So it's quite it's quite quite um, unusual for me to be talking about it today. I'm quite comfortable talking about it because obviously it's quite a long time on. Uh, but I think my story and also. Um, the reason I, I have the feedback that I've had from clients is because I kind of, I have that kind of tough love approach. So, so I'm kind of, I'm hard and soft all at the same time and people res- really kind of respond to that. Yeah. So I've got a reputation for being like, you can't get out of anything with jazz. You know, she will completely hold you accountable. Um, but um I think, and I think being authentic, I think there is nothing like being authentic. And last year I was um, over in Dubai on a, on a business trip. I actually spent a few months out there exploring different options and things. And um, I was into, I actually was interviewed in front of about 50 people in a room, which was quite nerve wracking. And I thought I was just going to be asked about, about business and what my job was and what I was doing. And actually they talk, asked me a lot about vulnerability um so I, there I was in another country talking about my own vulnerabilities thinking shit sorry my yeah, lunch yeah, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> um so what happened and one of the things one of the people I really really love is Brené Brown I don't know if you kind of follow yeah. her or read any of her stuff I'm really passionate about um, but she talks about kind of exposing your vulnerability. And I think if you're real, you're authentic, people know your story, your background and your education skills, I think it makes you a whole pack- package. Um, and I've learned to kind of, you know, just let go of the ego and just totally be myself. Because at the end of the day, if you're just yourself with people and you bring those service and skills then you've got a good you've got a good model. Yeah, I com- completely, complete, completely, um, and I, I love that. And so, authenticity is something that that I'm striving to be more authentic, striving to be myself in all situations. Um, but I find yes. it's been quite quite a gradual thing, because and in different situations, I am I am more myself and. That in some situations than I am than I am in others, and an example of that. So as, as you can see on the video, I've got tattoos, and when I yeah. um, when I first got my tattoos, um, I was I was conscious. So I've got reasons why I've got all of my tattoos on all of my arms and stuff. Um, but tell a story. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so they, they tell the story. But when I met people, I always used to wear long, and there's a reason why that that one is like a couple of inches off my um, 
what's that called? That's it. My wrist is because I wore a, I wore a shirt yeah. or a jumper, and then the more comfortable I was meeting people, me, my shirt or my jumper would would roll up, and that was yeah. my level of comfort. And I could see and, and feel that's that's how I was. I think becoming more and more comfortable in situations. Um, so, how is did you find that, that have you always been or authentic have you always been vulnerable have you always been yourself or has it been a gradual process and is that something that you can talk about because that's something that i've struggled with um and 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 it's every week and every month i am trying to be myself more actually um, and you seem very natural to be honest with you um that's my kind of feedback to you. you seem very authentic and natural and i found it very easy to say yes to you on the phone to kind of be here today yeah. so that says a lot about your authenticity to start with um i think it's it's a really it, it's a massive subject and it's a massive journey for all of us if i kind of um go back to 10 years ago when i was just this frightened vulnerable fragile woman that was running this business I didn't know that much about um I was kind of showing all of my vulnerability and then what happens is you over time you know I mean I had a lot of kind of therapy and things and actually looked after myself and you know while I was grieving and things but I think then you start to kind of build defenses and then you think right okay and then I kind of started to think right well I'm going to build my own empire so you you build you you know build build and think right yes I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the biggest the greatest the best I want to be out there I want to be known across the world you know all of that kind of thing um and then I think going to the Middle East last year because I spent about three months out there um and I mean, my friends thought I was absolutely mad. They thought, what's she doing now? Because I'm kind of like, I will just, I kind of really embrace life, if you if yeah. you like. I think having tragedy makes you really very much in the moment. Um, so I am, I have to say, and I can say this hand on heart, Lee, that right now, and I know not everyone feels like this in the world right now, actually, I feel my most authentic and the most happiest and content I felt in a long time yeah um, and you know I would say to anyone you know lose the lose the bullshit <laughs> you know just be yourself because everybody else is taken yeah yeah no completely completely yeah. I, I love that um and I don't know how much or little you know about my story and because uh, I lost my best mate 18 months ago um, two years ago yeah. And, um, and I think I've, I've started to talk. I, I, well, uh, I started this podcast probably about three months after after he passed, because uh, that was one of the catalysts for me starting to to do things that, that made me yeah. happier and, and stuff. And I asked him for I asked yeah. him for three three life lessons before he before he passed because his perspective on life had changed. And his first one was always be yourself, um, because because yeah. he was um, he was uh, splitting up from his ex partner or one of his ex partners. And he tried to be somebody that that he wasn't, because um, he thought it'd make her happier. It made him more unhappy. It made her unhappy, and they still ended up splitting up. Um, so he said, "Yeah." So that was his lesson about always being yourself. So since that moment, then I've been more conscious, more aware of of that lesson and, and trying to be it. But I still find myself at times in different situations being less myself, or still being myself, but being a degraded version of myself. In different situations, I'm I'm still right. me, um, but I think 
it's it's like that the uh, the analogy with the uh, with the jumper. So I'm still me, but wearing a jumper because I'm because I'm not pulling that sleeve down and just really like just putting myself out there completely. Um, are you yourself in every single situation? Am I myself in every single situation? I think at the end of the day, we're human. Yeah. And I think, you know, in certain situations, I think we can become nervous and think, you know, I think quite a lot of people out there suffer from imposter syndrome. It's like, well, how did I get here? How did I, how did, how did I, how did I actually do that? Um, so I think, I think nowadays I would say, yes, I'm absolutely myself. I really am totally myself. Um, maybe a, about a couple of years ago, I had a, a situation, well, I suppose when I first started my business, actually, I used to work far too hard with my clients. Yeah. Now that problem, I think you probably understand that, the um, being a coach and being a change agent and going into companies, I think one of the things I've kind of learned is actually if you sit back a lot more in this nice comfy chair and you and you become um you observe more, you listen more, um I think you become a better communicator by asking smarter questions and asking you know the right questions. Um whereas to begin with, when I first did my accreditation, I kind of like, I felt that I had to fuddle, uh, fuddle, <laughs> that's a new word. <laughs> I had to follow all these kind of set coaching models and everybody was the same. But I think because I work with so many different people from walks of life and different careers, businesses and, and age groups, not all mo one model of working works. So I think I think then I think I probably was just trying to be a bit too kind of rigid, like this kind of clockwork. Oh my god, I've got to do it this way, otherwise I'm not going to get the outcome. Yeah. Whereas instinctively now, I'm very strong, um, and and I don't just mean that in a you know I just work. The proof is in the pudding. The feedback you get from your clients. So Jasmine, you're a your business and life coach, yep. but that's that covers quite that covers quite a lot and quite a big a big scope. Who is it that you help the most? Um, that's a really really good question, and that's changed over the course of time, Lee. So there's I would say there's two uh, two categories of people that I help at the moment. So in terms of age group, I help quite a lot of young people from the age of 25 to 35 in business. Um, and yeah. and then I also help a lot of um, adults from I'd say about fifty to sixty five. Those people who perhaps have actually got an established business, um, maybe they want to yeah. grow the business, um, or I'm working with a few clients at the moment who are actually they're either moving countries um, or actually they're winding that down their business, so they want to to leave a legacy so and that's kind of happened over the course of time because i've got experience in starting businesses um helping people grow a business because i've done that myself and actually um selling a business and winding it down so all my expertise come with those kind of two different categories of people if you like yeah got you got you so as you know this podcast is called business problem solved and and what do you think so you help people in yes. business 
uh, at various different stages. So, so really early on in the, the entrepreneur style and then, and then the, um, the ones with established businesses. But what do you think the number one business problem that needs solving is? My God, that's a massive question. (laughs) (laughs) I think for most people, especially because I mainly work with smaller businesses, um, is is actually limitations and beliefs. I says because most most people um, in business tend to think very small, and they're scared. Um, and I know it's a bit of a tricky situation at the moment because of the climate and everything that we're in. But most people, they kind of get in their own way. Does that make sense in business? Yes. Yeah, completely, completely. So because, this, and this is what I find, so when I'm working with, with leaders and working with people, uh, um, improvement people in, in businesses as well, it's, it's typically, it's not, it's not the processes that that need the biggest improvement. It's it's the um, yeah, it, it's their own limiting behaviors and the mindset yeah, that, that, that they're stopping themselves from doing it because well we've always done it that way or that'll not work here or and and they're convincing themselves. So, so I think that's a really interesting, really interesting thing. So how do you help them overcome those limiting beliefs? Okay, so basically, um, I mean, I'm I'm not a fully fledged kind of um, NLP practitioner, but I do use some NLP. I have knowledge of NLP, so I use some NLP approaches um, when I'm working with clients. But I think also, I think it's important, especially when you're working with someone who who's got a small business, when you your business represents you. Okay, so if you're not thinking in a smart way or not thinking in the right way that you want your business to go, then guess what's going to happen? The business won't go the way that you want it to go because you've got all those kind of negative beliefs. So a lot of stuff that I do with people, I help people very accountable and I do a lot of stuff called um, future visioning. So I get them to imagine in the future, um, how that how they want their business to be, what they want it to look like, what they want it to feel like, what they want their customer experience to feel like. Um, so yeah, and with confidence and going back to like the beginning of our conversation and with trust. So you build the relationships, you build the confidence, and actually you're about changing limiting kind of thoughts, behaviors, and beliefs. And what you do is you take a client and you will you can always find positives when working with people and you will show a set of examples of it's like, okay, so you've just given me the example that you've achieved all of those things in that time. Why not apply those skills transferable to now? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. How far into the future do you get them to look? I love forward framing with them, um, with, with people to, um, to, yeah, to, to get them to, because they, they can, they can start to vision. It becomes real then, doesn't it? Um, for them, especially when you, because you added the word feelings then as well. So if you can, if you can get them to, how does it feel? What conversations are had, and what does it look like? It becomes, it becomes real for them. So how far, how far forward do you get them to look? Um, generally, about a year. Sometimes five years. It's generally kind of one year, three years, and five years. Yeah. That's generally how I do it. Sometimes with people who are really kind of struggling with themselves and their business, you might make it much smaller. So you might kind of 
okay, so in six months' time, you're going to be, you know, looking, feeling, and taking action in this area. Um, I just read a great book, actually, Lee. I don't know if you've read it at all, called The Miracle Morning. Oh, no, I'm not. It's a really, really great book. And that is actually about changing changing your habits and there's a lot of stuff in there about visualizing um journaling and i've got my clients i, I swear by it now um but i've got my clients actually visualizing their outcomes and actually journaling so you're writing you're thinking you're reading so you're educating and you're exercising so you've got that whole kind of kinetic energy so all of those things really kind of get you to take action so what what What's your miracle morning? What's my miracle morning? So my miracle morning is um, getting up, having a couple of minutes of silence, um, having a cup of tea because I can't wait till I've done all the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have a cup of water in the morning because I'm quite real about that. I do need my little fix of caffeine in the morning. Um, and then what I do is I have, um, and then I have my own kind of like affirmations I have some that I kind of adhere to at the moment and some new ones that I'm writing at the moment. Then I visualize. So I'm doing a lot of visualizing in terms of like where I want my business to go, what personal things. So it might be like personal fitness things that I'm doing, you know, health things, maybe losing a bit of weight, all of those kind of things. Um, And then I'm, and then the reading. So I will read. I'm not a fast reader, but I'll read about five pages of something really, really positive every day. Yeah. And then um, and then I will journal. And when I say journal, I won't write pages and pages, but I'll just write a few positive things about what I'm thinking and feeling, what I want to achieve, what's going well, what's not going so well, and how can I actually make it better. Um, but, yeah. How long does that take? How long does a miracle morning take? Um, it can take as long as you want it to take. So you can make it bespoke. So depending on what's going on for me, sometimes I can do that in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like 15 minutes. That's the start of my day. So I'm starting with that positive mindset. Okay. Other days when I've got more time, then that can take a whole hour. But it is about making it so it's meaningful for you. But what I have noticed in terms of, the days that I do all of those things, all of the lifesavers first thing in the morning, is my day is really set up and by eight o'clock I'm absolutely buzzing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, very good. Yeah. Very good. So why do you not do it every day then, if that's how you feel after 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 doing it? Because <laughs> um, it's actually it's a it's a new it's a new thing that I've been doing. Um so some some days I kind of um I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't lie here. And um, the, my sleep patterns, that my sleep patterns in the pandemic have not been fantastic. So sometimes I'll sleep straight through the night yeah. and other nights I'm awake for a couple of hours. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so that's why it's not quite as consistent as it should be. Yeah, gotcha. But it should be. A- so when you've articulated your, the demographic of the people that you help, is this, there, there's two yeah. completely different groups there, isn't there? There's the, yes. the young entrepreneur. Um, how do you help them? How do I help them? I think what I do is that there's a lot of young people out there that have just got this kind of their own kind of lens and view of the world, and they're like super, super smart, super smart. They're they're much smarter than than me on an, on a lot of levels. Um, but I think 
the young people. So I'm working with a young girl at the moment. She was the young girl. She's 30. She's got three children. She's actually she's actually got um, Asperger's, but it's, I've worked with her for a whole year, and she's kept it from me because it hasn't been obvious. Yeah. Um, but she is super on the ball, super um, efficient. You kind of suggest doing something to her and then she's done it within a couple of days. So she's like really, really focused. Um, but she's in the situation at the moment where um, we were just about to launch her business before the virus actually kicked off. Um, but things like... Um, she needs help with approaching solicitors, accountants, lawyers, all of those kind of technical, what I call very grown up things. Um, she hasn't always got those kind of skills. So you're encouraging a young person to use all these professional people and actually teaching them those kind of business and life skills and those kind of very kind of clear communication skills. And I think that's where my kind of role comes in. Um, and I have a, a situation with, with a couple of young people at the moment. So they have their coaching sessions with me and they can message me five days a week, anything they want to ask, basically, in certain time frames. So I kind of give them that support. Gotcha. If somebody did want to work with you, um, where would they find you? Um, where would they find me? So they would find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, they would find me on my website, which is www.jasminewolf.com. They'd find me on all the social media. I don't usually, I've got lots of followers on Twitter, but I'm not really into Twitter that much these days. But my main platform is is LinkedIn and also um, on Facebook, but more so these days, LinkedIn. And I'm based down in the Southwest. Yeah. Um, and um, generally, I kind of work from home. Um, obviously, we're all working from home in this climate. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I do go and work in London as well sometimes. So, and yeah. is your work is your work face to face? Is it online? How do you deliver the support to the to to those people? Um, most of my work nowadays is online. I have to be honest with you. I much prefer to work with someone in the room. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can actually beat it. Um, but yeah, so so that um, so it's. I prefer face to face, but obviously happy to do online. Um, I have um, I've worked with clients in the past where I've actually run um, webinars, um, both in the UK. I worked with one client who had quite a big business here in the UK and on, in Australia. So I put together lots of keynote presentations, got to understand the needs of the business and the models, and actually. Um, also put together lots of um, NLP programs and things for them as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and I think before before we hit record, you were telling me about a new a new online program. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got a new online program. So I've decided, so I've really kind of watched the news and listened to what the needs are of people right now and, and, and adapting and responding to that. So what I've done is I've come up with a six-week program um, which is going to involve kind of key subjects that are going to help people. So for, for those adults who are, in, who are in kind of transition and change, maybe they're people that have been made redundant or perhaps people who um, are in business and things are, n- are not going as planned, so they need to kind of regroup. So they get the six uh, keynote presentations presentations and then two one and a half hour coaching sessions with me as well um but um what i'm doing is i'm creating a community 
community. I'm calling it the Wolfpack community because my, obviously my surname is Wolf and my business yeah. is the Wolf organization. Um, so I'm going to create this kind of global kind of Wolfpack community. So when they finish the six week program, which is very, very affordable, by the way, I'm not doing the kind of the big kind of um, high-end kind of prices and things i'm being sent being price sensitive with the climate um so yeah so they'll be available in in july but i'm just dates are yet to be released but it's probably going to be like the middle of july gotcha gotcha what's it what's the key outcome from um from from that program so the key outcome from that program is that people actually go away um with some very clear objectives and goals in terms of they're either going to start a new business, perhaps they're going to close down a business, or maybe they, they're in a career that they don't want to be in, um, or they've been made redundant, so they're going to actually start something new. Yeah, gotcha. so they'll, they'll have kind of a, a clear kind of outcome for themselves, and they'll have the confidence to actually go forward and take action um, with my support in the background. Yeah, got you. And you said there were six, there's six steps. Is there six steps? Uh, it's, it's six weeks actually. Okay, yeah. six weeks. So uh, number of elements over over a six week period. Okay, no, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, very good. Very good. What's the, what's the um, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? <laughs> the worst advice. That's a really good question. Um, yes. Okay. The worst advice I was ever given. Um, I actually uh, dabbled in property for quite a few years. Um, and I have, we all have kind of personal attitudes and values towards, um, money and business. Yeah. Um, and I was given some bad advice about money and property, um, and made quite a big mistake. Um, now I'm not a person to go through my life with regrets. I think, you know, there's no such thing as a, as a mistake. So I think every mistake, although at the time can be really quite harrowing and quite difficult, I think if you are smart and intelligent about it and you're reflective, I think, then actually you can actually learn from that mistake and move forward and hopefully never make it again. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it was to do it was to do with property and business. Um I think it's made me um in some ways made me a better person. Okay, okay, got you. What's the what's the secret of your positivity and resilience? Thank you. Um you know what? Every day I wake up excited. And every day I wake up with hope and I wake up with joy. And everybody need every everybody needs every, everyone has that right to be happy and joyful. I don't know. I think I just have it's just something innate within my personality. I think I don't know, Lee. To be have honest, you, have you always been that way? Um, yes, most of the time. I think I've had times in my life where I've kind of lacked belief or lacked confidence. But I've actually become more confident as I've got older, and the more difficult circumstances I've had. Got you, got you. So you've always been positive. What about the resilience part of it? The resilience part, I think, comes from, uh, if I'm really honest, comes from trauma. Yeah. Uh, which is not always the the best. Um, but I've had, you know, even before my husband passed away, I've had various circumstances in my life where I've had to overcome some quite difficult things. Uh, um, and 
I think resilience is absolute key being successful, not just as a self-employed person, being an entrepreneur, but I think um, being in the workplace these days, because we have to kind of, you know, build up our, you know, it's, it's a tough world out there. It's a really, really tough world. Um, and I'll send it to you actually, Lee. I, I actually did run a session on resilience last year. I was on, and um, what, I came up with a model um, and s several kind of mnemonics. Hope was happy, um, opportunity, purpose, and enthusiasm. That was towards the uh, resilience. Yeah. Um, and then there was three things. I'm trying to remember what I put together now. There was, re so when you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, so, and you're trying to be resilient and responsive, so you have to, uh, what was it, react? No, 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 you have to kind of retract, um, reflect, and then react. So whenever you're in a situation, and this is one of my personal coping coping mechanisms in life. Whenever I'm in a situation I don't want to be in, I will kind of step back from it and I will kind of review it and I will think it through, write things down, maybe speak with a trusted friend or family member about it um, or someone who I think has kind of like got good knowledge on, on the subject. And then I will actually find a way forward. And my friends who've known me for a long, long time will say, she can get herself into all sorts of situations, but equally um, get herself out of them as well. So, so yeah, resilience yeah. Is, is, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I love those three R's. I love those. So retract, reflect, and react. Because I think it, it, it's, it's yeah. all about, it's all about, isn't it? But it, I think it's about recognizing that you're in that situation to, and then have the, the thoughts to, or the, the ability to, um, retract because a lot of people if they're in an argument they'll move forward or if they're in a bad situation they'll try to try to plow through but i think it's about understanding you're in it first yeah no good i like that really like that yeah um what does a business and life coach and uh and leader of the wolf pack have for the tea what do I have for my tea? Oh my God. Do you know my favorite thing at the moment? And I've only just kind of started making it the last couple of weeks um, is uh, a slim bagel <laughs> with, um, and I hadn't had steak until about six months ago. Um, steak, a little bit of steak in some French mustard wow. and some, and some tomato, coriander, garlic, a bit of lemon juice, and there you go. That's my favourite thing to eat at the moment. <laughs> wow! Hey, very good, very good. I, I thought I thought for a minute then you were going to say you were vegan or vegetarian, um, but you're not, which is good. No, no, it's no. not. It's not good. I'm not. I've not got a preference over either either um, way. But what I found is that about thirty percent of all podcast guests have now gone vegan or vegetarian, and I don't know whether it's it's because of um, they have to come on this podcast that, that forces them to go vegan or whether it's something else. But yeah, high proportion now uh, are vegan and vegetarian. So you're the first person in a while to say steak. Well, I haven't had steak for six months, and I only have it a couple of times wow. a year. But it's something I really, really like. So, so yeah, I just kind of everything's about balance in life. I think you know it's you know it's good to look after the planet it's good not to eat too much meat but it's also good to enjoy yourself 
Yeah, no, completely. No, I think that's perfect. Perfect. So if people wanted to find out more about you, where was it again? LinkedIn and the website? What, what, what's your name again, Jasmine? <laughs> and the website is www.jasminewolf.com. Perfect. So you'll find me there. And I'm on Facebook as well. So yeah. No. And, the, and the company is the Wolf Coaching Organization. Wolf Coaching Organization. No, fa- fantastic. No, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you again for taking the, the time out today to, uh, to have a chat with me and, and tell me about your story. Uh, your lessons I think there's some really really important ones there around authenticity around resilience around positivity around trust um, and around um, empowering um, people as well so I think you've covered a whole host of things of real valuable um, of real valuable stuff there that that hopefully will will help a lot of people so thank you thank you so much thank you so much Lee okay so Enjoy the rest of your day, Jasmine, and uh, hopefully I'll get the opportunity to chat with you again soon. Okay, that's lovely. Thanks very much, Lee. Thanks. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.